TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Inside the Draft with Mike D is brought to you by Craig's Electrical and Generator Service. When the power goes off, Craig's comes on. Mike, we're doing edge rushers today, as you mentioned earlier. You have 13 of your top 70 guys listed as edge rushers, and we were kind of talking about it yesterday. There are tiers to this. Like, there's the top-tier guys, the guys that are still first-round picks, and then the guys that are second-round guys, and it just keeps going from there. Start with the top two guys, Alabama's Will Anderson and Texas Tech's Tyree Wilson. Will Anderson Jr., um, he didn't grade as high as Von Miller when he came out of Texas A&M for me, but he's similar. He doesn't quite have the bend or maybe not quite the closing speed of Vaughn, but they, they, their games are very similar. He's nonstop, knows how to use his arms and hands really well to get around big men. And, uh, man, he's relentless. He's pedaled to the metal on every play, all out. Uh, the one game he struggled, he struggled against Tennessee, Darnell Wright. Uh, had his number that day and really played well against Will Anderson Jr. Big question mark is kind of where Will will go. I think he always thought that would be to run on the quarterbacks and he'd be the first non-quarterback off the board. But now more and more, that's a lot of talk. He could end up potentially being the second overall pick in the draft if the Texans are not totally sold on the fact C.J. Stroud is their guy. So I think he'll go anywhere from two to four in round one. He is a high-quality young man, uh, just gives you everything he's got. He's been well-coached. He has spent the offseason working out with Pete Jenkins and and getting his technical skills right. But uh, first-class guy and somebody that uh, is going to be an impact player and quickly in the NFL. I mean, you're talking about the second overall pick. Von Miller was the second overall pick in 2011. Is that your kind of cop with him? Yeah, it's close. It's close. Von graded out a little bit higher. Uh, man, you watch Von Miller cut that corner when he was younger. Man, almost like he could touch the ground with both hands. He was so low, and you, you couldn't get your hands on him. Uh, Will's a little bit more stand-up. Um, he's got good closing speed to the quarterback. Uh, Von had elite. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really something to see uh, Von Miller when he come off the edge. And then Tyree Wilson, who's just an athletic freak from what I've seen. Man, Tyree... Um, He's six five and a half. He's two hundred seventy two pounds. Uh, he's got an eighty four and a half inch wingspan. You would think that he would have been a dominant player in college. He was a good player, and at times a very good player. But he was never a dominant guy uh, for Texas Tech on defense. I think what a lot of teams see is great potential here of a guy with all the measurables you want. Now, can you get the measurables and put them in the production box? Because right now, what you're looking at, you have a size, speed, length, wingspan guy that is potential, but he has not pieced it all together out on the field. 
But pass rushers are a premium. And um, he'll be one of the top six or seven picks in this draft. So then the next step off of that, that's the first tier. It's just those two guys, Will Anderson Jr. and Tyree Wilson. After that, your first guy is Nolan Smith from Georgia, the first guy in the second tier. Yeah, you know, he's six two and a half. He's about 240 pounds. He's got an 81-inch wingspan. He ran a 4.39 40-yard dash. Saw that. I mean, that <laughs> you're really going. Now, again, similar to Wilson, he's a potential guy. He has not pieced it together out on the football field yet. He had some injuries last year, which kept him from really upgrading his overall game. But athletically, he's off the charts good, and somebody's going to fall in love with him. And I would not be surprised that team may well be the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, wow, and they take him eighth overall? I would not be surprised. Interesting. I remember He goes anywhere from eight to like 11 or 12 in round one. He is a freak athlete. You were talking about his incredible run at the Combine. I remember specifically watching a video of how excited his teammates were, his Georgia teammates were, watching he's him. He's a good dude soon. in life. That's what I'm saying. It, I mean, that kind of tells you right away that he's a good teammate, a good locker room guy as well. So, I mean, all the tangibles about how good he is as an athlete, as a freak, I, I mean, on the field, but he's also got the backing of his teammates that were just celebrating and freaking out and so excited that he had done so well at the Combine. That tells you a lot about him as a person as One well. One of the things Todd Munkin had told me about him was even hurt, he was always there to help his teammates. He was always sort of in their ear about, hey, listen, this is what I see. I think you can beat this guy with this move or with that move. He was always there uh, trying to help his teammates out even when he wasn't playing. Continuing on in the second tier, we got Iowa's Lucas Van Ness. He's another guy. Um, he was not a full-time starter at Iowa. And playing for Kurt Ferentz, uh, you know, a lot of this is about seniority. And if you don't have it, then you're not playing. But he played a ton of football, was very productive when he played. He's 6'5", 275 pounds. Uh, again, a guy almost 82-inch wingspan. He ran a sub-4, 640-yard dash. Athletically, he's got it, and at times he flashes it. And he's heavy-handed. You can see with people, big men, to move them around and get around them using his hands really well. I think he's a guy anywhere from 15 to 20 in round one is where you see Lucas Van Ness. He's an intriguing athlete where I think a lot of people think he's going to be a much, much better pro than he was a college player. Again, it's, it's what Kurt has always done. Uh, if you don't, if you're not a senior, you don't start. You know, I'm not playing you. Uh, full time, but he was the first guy on the field. I mean, you know, okay, he didn't start, but he was on the field a ton. He was almost basically, uh, uh, I'd say a three quarter starter the way they used him at Iowa. And at times he was dominant coming off the edge. I remember yesterday we were talking about Clemson defensive tackle Brian Breesey is someone that might be there at pick 29, but now we're going to the edge of the Clemson defensive line with Miles Murphy. Just go get your thoughts uh, on him. Tremendous athlete. And he came out of high school. He was one of the most highly recruited defensive ends, edge rushers they had. At times, he has flashed it. Again, it's a little bit you basing it on potential here. But he's been a flash player. At times, he really shows it. And I think this is where you're going to see a little bit of the slide rule 
with Miles Murphy because of the fact some teams really like him. I've talked to scouts that really like him. Some don't care for him. They, man, you know, he doesn't play with a hot motor all the time. But when he does, he has got incredible closing speed to the quarterback for a big man. He's going to get picked in that 18 to 24, 25 area in round one. Again, pass rushers are a premium. He's got a lot of potential to be really good. Really, really good. And then rounding out your second tier of pass rushing prospects, a guy that we've talked about a lot recently, and that's Georgia Tech's Keon White, who I think, I mean, we kind of mentioned, he can also play on the inside too, very yeah. versatile. Yeah, he's almost 6'5", he's almost 290 pounds, really good athlete. Just learning the defensive line position, he uh, was not highly recruited, coming out of high school, goes to Old Dominion, and they put him at tight end. Oh, he grew out of that tight end spot pretty quickly. They put him at defensive end, and then he transfers to Georgia Tech. He was a really good player last year. You saw it. He's a power player, but also he's got outstanding speed. I like his instincts uh, to find the ball carrier very quickly. And what you brought up, versatility. He can play inside. He could be a defensive tackle if you needed him to. He is really the bigger guy as far as defensive ends are concerned in this draft class when you're talking about a guy who's almost 6'5", 285 pounds. There's not a lot of them on this list that's 285 pounds. So his versatility to kick inside when needed to, I think is going to help him. I think he gets picked late in round one. So, you know, that's six guys that you have going in round one. The next tier, the third tier of pass rushing prospects are guys that may sneak into the back half of the first round but are more likely second-round prospects, right? And we're starting with Iowa State's Will McDonald. Yeah, I really like him. Will's a little bit undersized in that he's, you know, he's six foot three and a half. I don't even think the second number is a four. He, he was grading out and testing out in the 230s. So you understand what he's really good at, coming off the edge. And he is really quick coming off the edge. And he, he gets low, gets around those big men. Now, he will get engulfed at times at the point of attack by a bigger blocker. But pass rushers, again, they gold in the NFL. So Will McDonald could sneak into round one. But I'm looking at him more of an early, real early second round pick. Yeah, one of the first guys but off the board. If those guys come off the board like I think they will, that could really help McDonald. And he could sneak into that. And he could sneak round. into the late in round one. But the guy that I think is almost certainly going to be one of the first few guys off the board in day two is once again someone that local fans are very familiar with, LSU's B.J. Ojolari. <clears throat> yeah, B.J.'s a guy. Um, I remember when they brought him in, Coach O telling me, hey, I got somebody here he could maybe be a first-round pick. He's that good. Uh, again, a little bit undersized, though he has picked up some weight and he's in the 250 range. Uh, I think he's best suited. Uh, he could play stand-up, 3-4 outside linebacker. He could play in a 5-2 defense as a pass rusher. Um He's gotten much better as a run defender, and we saw it. His pursuit skills last year were really good, never stopped. And he's got really good closing speed to the quarterback, got a nice array of moves, underneath moves, swim moves to get around a a bigger player. And I love his hustle, his desire. Uh, He's a team guy 1,000%. He's the one guy on this LSU team they're going to have a difficult time replacing. 
this year. That's what I was about to say, Mike. Everyone that we've talked to about LSU football said that they're going to miss his leadership more than anything. He was a leader on this team. We talked about earlier Nolan Smith from Georgia being a great leader, a great teammate. It's the same thing with B. Joe Gelari. He's a great locker room guy. That's why he wore that 18. Exactly. Great leader on the team, and they're going to really miss him. Yeah, and so um, he's a guy that, again, similar to McDonald, he could sneak into round one, but I'm looking at him more early in round two. And um, and uh, I-, I wish him the best because getting to know him a little bit, I, I know – how much football means to him. It means a heck of a lot for him. And he's got a brother in the league who plays with the Giants, who right. was a second-round pick, too. A very similar type build. And then Kansas State's Felix Anadike Uzuma, the last guy in that third tier. Okay, you could almost piece them all together. They all sort of look the same. And so Uzuma is similar, too. Really good pass rusher on that Kansas State team. He's got much better in run defense. He's put some weight on. Man, at one time, Charlie, he was playing defensive end. He was like 215 pounds. And so at least he's, he's in the 240 range now, but he gives you that edge pressure and he is relentless and he's a really good technician. Got long arms, can get around a bunch bigger man. And um, he plays the run well because of his speed. He can get away from that big man. And then he's in the chase down skills and he's really good at it. So another guy. Similar to what we talked about with McDonald and Ojolari, more of that early second round pick. But look how many, look the numbers now. Look the numbers of defensive ends, edge rushers that we've done. And it's we haven't nine. got to 40 yet. It's nine guys that you have in your top 40 then. Yeah, that's that's pretty incredible. So then you have four more guys in between, like that forty and seventy range, and that's the fourth tier of edge rushers. We're kind of moving down. Yeah, the we're kind of going bit. down the road here, right? Ohio State Zach Harrison. <clears throat> Zach's a guy well coached, uh, plays to run well, has gotten better as a pass rusher. Uh, I give him almost like B's across the board. He's not a great pass rusher, but he's a good one. He's not great in run defense, but he's good. His chase down skills good. Um, He's very instinctive, well coached by Larry Johnson, who's really one of the better, uh, one of the best, I should say, uh, defensive line coaches in the country at Ohio State. And I think he'll end up being a middle to late second round selection. Zach Harrison's a good player, has played in a lot of big games, and you know you're going to get a solid player with him all across the board as a pass rusher and also in run defense. And then we're going back to the SEC real quick for Auburn's Derek Hall. You know, Derek's uh, undersized. I think he's like six two and a half. He's 255, 258 pounds. He ran in the mid-4.5s, which is really good. Great athlete. At times, he's flashed it, too, for me. But he he's a guy that plays low. It's difficult to get under his pads and move him around. He is a little hesitant on that first move. Almost like he's got to see it before it happens. And so that tells me maybe instinctively he is not quite in tune to that. So he's got to read it and read it a little longer than some of the other guys. But, boy, once he gets that body in gear, um, he is uh, a guy that can go from zero to 60 real quick, a really good pass rusher. You know you might, a, a team that he would be a great fit with, 49ers. As if they need more. Yeah, but he's the type of guy that 
in their scheme to really say, drive. hey, listen, just get off the ball and get into the backfield. Don't worry about reading the play. Just get into the backfield. Uh, so just pin your ears back. Yeah, and so again, middle to late second round pick for Derek Hall, who I really like. He's a good young man. Uh, sort of was part of that regime that kind of held it together when they had that coaching sort of screw up last year. Right. And he was a guy, he was a big time leader for the Auburn uh, team on defense. And then we have two guys left. First, Notre Dame's Isaiah Fuski. Yeah, Isaiah is a guy that uh, really good pass rusher. He's six five, maybe even a little bit more, six two sixty five. So he's a little bigger defensive end. You saw it last year. They got a pass rush. They got with Isaiah. I mean, he he was coming at you, and he is directly opposite from Derek. He's a guy, man. Just let me rush the quarterback. And sometimes he'll get himself out of that gap, and they'll run on his side. But can he get up the field? And in a flash, he can get up the field. And last year, when they needed a pass rush, it was Isaiah for him. And so, uh, again, I, we should looking at late second, maybe early third for him. But Charlie, he's a good player. And he's going to be part of a rotation early. He's not going to be a starter early, but he's going to be a part of a rotation and a good player. And then finally, USC's Tule Tui Pulatu. Uh, yeah, Tule, man, again, he's similar to Isaiah, uh, other than the fact he's smaller. He, he doesn't quite have the height, but he last year, too, uh, if you watch USC play, they needed a pass rush and they got a pass rush. It was from him. They didn't get it from anybody else. Um, sometimes he's a little undisciplined. He'll get himself out of position. They'll run the football right at him uh, in that. And he didn't play against Tulane either. Uh, he was he opted out, didn't want to play in that game. But I think he's a guy that'll be an early third-round pick, and he is a flash as a pass rusher. So right off the bat, he can help you rush into quarterback. On third-down situations, obviously, he's going to be a guy that can do it. So, Look the numbers there, Charlie. Yeah, I just want to recap. 13 of your top 70 picks are edge rushers this season. That's how deep this class is. Really deep, top heavy. And so what's going to happen here, once the run is going to start on defensive ends, it's not going to stop until you run out. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to see 13, 14 guys get picked in the top 75 Mm -hmm. players because once you don't get your shot, you're not going to get one. So once again, 13 top 70. And then, I mean, we also said nine top 40 guys are going to be picked as edge rushers. It's such a premium position. Okay, quarterback, pass rusher, cover guy. Right. And that's going to be the next big area when we're going to cover cornerbacks. And the numbers there, not quite as much as pass rushers, but it's got some similarities. Okay, that's a little preview. Inside the Draft with Mike D is brought to you by Craig's Electrical and Generator Service. When the power goes off, Craig's comes on. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 